This is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and this is another episode of Diabetic Survival. So, uh, I have been losing my voice. No, it's not from screaming. So, the reason why I'm losing my voice is because um, most last week during bad weather, I decided to make a soundtrack of all the karaoke songs I ever loved and actually posted them to a playlist on Star Maker. I, I think I might have said something about it in, in one of the episodes that, that is actually going to come out either Friday or Saturday. So, um, anyways, it's Tuesday today that I'm recording this next episode and, well, life has been kind of interesting, so I thought I'd share it. So, um, <laughs> uh, everybody's heard me talk about Dr. Fauci and, um, I, I have to clarify something. The diabetes girl who's not a doctor or that's me, <laughs> not a doctor. I, I don't have like a PhD in, in like, uh, you know, talking about these matters. Uh, you know, I kind of question some of the doctors out there, doctors and but anyways, I'm not going to discuss that right now. But, um, okay, so I'm not a professional, okay? I'm not a professional in anything. I'm just a girl with diabetes. Talking about diabetes matters. So, um, okay, so let me, let me get on with what I'm talking about. Okay, Dr. Fauci Stein, he has, if, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, which is almost inevitable that some kind of news clip's going to fall your way. But as some people know... Sorry about that. With Dr. Fauci, uh, Dr. Uh, excuse me, um, Senator Rand Paul has been on Dr. Fauci's um, back since I don't know when, but I mean he's like raking him over the coals. Well, it's also created some crazies coming out, going death to red. Uh, excuse me, death to Fauci. <laughs> I had to think about his name. I almost said the wrong name. Um, and, and they're getting, a, some people are getting a little bit crazy. So if you're a crazy person out there, okay, death is not the answer. Don't kill Fauci, even though, you know, millions have died around the world due to the actions of Fauci telling everybody to have to wear masks, etc. So, um, you know, killing is bad. I don't have to tell you this. Okay, you already know this is bad, bad. Just pray that justice may be done so that the truth may come out. And here's another thing, and Dr. Fauci is really good about this. Just because you repeat a lie over and over and over and over again does not make it true. I was a little bit miffed when I found out that when gain of function, the definition of gain of function, um, did not fit uh, Fauci's definitions, Fauci went into the CDC and actually had that changed. I'm sorry, but you are not important enough to actually go around changing definitions. Only the king of, King James can do that or something. One of the kings in England. But anyways, okay. So you can't go around changing your definitions that suit your needs. Dr. Fauci Stein. You can't do that. Bad boy. Very bad. Okay. So, um, yay and kudos to Rand Paul, who has fought 
endlessly, not only for the American people, but for the rest of the world as well. Because what's going on here is also going on in other countries. And just thank God, thank your lucky stars, you're not in Australia right now. So in Australia, it's literally a police state and they've gone crazy down there. Okay. So if that comes to the United States, then then I think we're all doomed because then we get to be puppets for the government. So, and they don't care what your IQ is. They're going to treat you like you have an IQ of 50, even if you have an IQ of 120, 130, 140, 150 and up. They don't care. Okay. So if you're anything above 130, then you belong in MIT and, you know, please get into MIT if you're a dude and let's get this taken care of where we're not being harassed by the people that are supposed to be serving us. So let's not get it backwards. We don't serve them. They serve us. And our life should be about service anyways, right? So like, like my, my most ambitious career plan is trying to find a way to be a servant to, uh, and I already am with my job and stuff, but I want to be more of a servant because I, I think there's no greater service than to serve others. Um, I think it, it brings me the most joy. I couldn't do anything else. So, um, so I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit here, but I, I just wanted to, to let you know, serving others is what I actually live for. It makes me happy. I know it's so twisted, isn't it? Okay, moving on. So the CEO of Pfizer, he says that two vaccines of COVID is not enough to fight Omicron. So this is where I need to actually get up my my, uh, pen and piece of paper and I need to actually make like, you know, like a a little figure of a little dude, not representing anybody because that'd be like really cool. And then put like 50 vaccinations and boosters all within their body and just kind of like have them just kind of like hanging there because I, and that's how they want you. They want you to, uh, I don't know, be a future uh, uh, injector or something. I, I don't know exactly what the government's creating at this point, but, um, Basically, it is control. They want control over you, and and your body doesn't matter to you anymore. So it, now, now everything belongs to the government. So they want to stick and prick you and own you, just like you were a car or something. That way, they can drive you whenever they want to. It's kind of like uh, I don't know if you saw like like ten or twenty years ago, but um, they were actually creating these little robots. Um, to actually be able to control cockroaches. And so they have these little chips they put in their brains. I've never seen them on, on like some type of science program. And like a little remote control, they could actually control this little roach, you know, make them go into the crevices and stuff like that. So anyways, um, these, um, these a-holes, I'm just going to go ahead and say a-holes, okay? If you don't know what that means, don't look it up. But um, they want to control you and me and all of us. And they're, they're trying to see how passive you are when they say, oh, you have to go get a shot. And who cares what's in it? Just do it, because I said to. Um, yeah, about that. Um, they have been playing a little too many S&M games to automatically assume that the whole population of the world is uh, privy to that. So, 
Uh, maybe they haven't heard that there are just some people not into that, you know. So, um, just maybe need to give them the hand say, go away. So, um, yeah, so I, I walked past a, an area today where they were actually offering the COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, and now, as you know, COVID is long gone. It's past. I mean, we're in the middle of Omicron right now. There is no Omicron vaccine. I haven't seen Omicron. I see free COVID. And I'm here going, why am I going to stick myself with COVID? We're in the middle of, of Omicron. So anyways, I, I actually did have a doctor's appointment. I mentioned this to the doctor. And I, I guess I hit her trigger word because she just like went off and went ballistic on me. Like, I'm not even joking. I just went in there to get my medications and she had mentioned something about the vaccine. I'm like going, you know, I meant it as a joke, kind of, sort of. I'm like going, well, so I was kind of hoping for a better explanation as to why, you know, she's promoting the COVID-19 vaccinations if we're in the middle of Omicron, right? I mean, she's a doctor. She should know better. Maybe she really thought people were that stupid. I don't know. Okay. So I mentioned it. I'm like going, well, no, it's Omicron season now. We're over with COVID. I mean, it's kind of like uh, giving somebody the Spanish flu. Well, this really set her off. I mean, I really triggered this doctor. The next thing I know, she's yelling at me. Now, I'm wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. But somehow, I'm to blame for Omicron. Like, I caused the whole problems for all the world. Just so you know, I spread Omicron. Like, I don't know exactly how I did that. But according to her... I'm a horrible person, okay? So I had to tell this doctor four or five times that I was not a horrible person. And I was just there for my metformin and my lisinopril because I actually tried to schedule a doctor's appointment with Marshall University. And, you know, because they have the clinic there and stuff. And, you know, it's like 50 bucks, 50, 75 dollars, something like that. And so I was kind of hoping to find a doctor there. And, um, they called me the day before the appointment and they canceled. Well, that took me a month and a half to get, right? So they didn't, they couldn't even schedule me anything sooner than that. As a matter of fact, they told me they were booked out for at least several months and they just couldn't squeeze me in. So they were really, um, doing me a disservice. But the fact that I could just walk in to the doctor's office and just get, uh, what I needed, my metformin, my lisinopril was God's blessing in disguise because I want to definitely make sure that I stay healthy and stay on my medications, especially during Omicron, is probably very wise, even though I I do keto as well. So it's not the time to actually have my medications adjusted or anything of that nature. Um, Of course, I'm going to have to find an actual doctor to do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take care of myself the best that I can. So, anyways, this doctor was so triggered by what I had said. I didn't know I could get under doctor's skin like ever. I thought they were intelligent people, right? Um, I, I always thought that they just kind of looked down on all of us. So, I mean, there's no reason to, like, argue with us because we're not, like... How can I put it? We're not, like, even on the same playing field. They're supposed to look at us like they pity us, you know? <laughs> like we're, like, those stupid little creatures or something. But no, she actually put me on a level playing field. And this is where it got real, people. Like, how dare she allow me to kick her down from her pedestal and make her a normal person? So she's upset. Okay. Now, okay, I'm kind of joking about that a little bit. But um, she's upset. Um, 
and her attitude just kind of brought out some of the things that you know I had been holding on to that I didn't want to actually release there because I know that that certain people have certain opinions about Omicron and they are very they're scared to death they saw COVID-19 some of them were taking care of the patients in the hospitals etc including her I guess at least according to her she did and so they've seen some some very terrifying devastating things well you know I've worked in healthcare too and I had to throw that out too look I've worked in healthcare I've worked in transportation I've worked in automotive I've worked a lot of different I've I've done customer service believe it or not I know it's kind of hard to believe but um I've done a lot of things too so um while I hadn't been a doctor I was on the ground floor level of the hospital all the freaking time exposing myself to all the crap that's out there already um and of course that was in my 20s and so I was always getting sick and it really sucked um I get less sick now um especially being on keto than I ever did back in my 20s not knowing what keto even was so I ate lots of carbs in my 20s that was just the thing you did you know carbs are cheap right so um anyways she's she's here telling me that her job is to educate me on the correct vaccinations and stuff of that nature I, I just I'm not exactly sure why people get hostile like that because uh, one is a sensitive subject for, for me because I lost my sister last year and she can't she actually died around the time that the vaccines actually came out so I lost a, my only sister the one that I loved very much and now I'm being now now I've triggered a doctor who's going to lecture me on COVID-19 and why I need to get it and I'm just absolutely floored that somebody is going to try to violate me by um, if she can't force me to take the shot then she's going to definitely give me a tongue lashing as to why um, it's my fault that um, Omicron is spreading all over the country even though I rarely get out I mean I don't even go grocery shopping hardly because I don't have the money for it okay because of Omicron so there there you go but I don't think she was really mad at me I think she's mad at conservatives and I wouldn't necessarily label myself as conservative people because although I, I do highly respect the conservative input I'm not 100% conservative just like I'm certainly not 100% liberal when I first started my political journey just like anybody else I chose a side I actually chose to be a liberal and I was very proud of that fact that I was a liberal and uh, but I was actually internally a Republican and outside a liberal because I did believe in like for instance things that liberals believe in so for instance justice for all I mean we have a justice system that should be equal for all people we shouldn't be able to buy our way out of our courts which we do see happening so um, and, and you know I feel like Republicans are kind of like on a tier basis or whatnot like the richer you are the more you can get yourself out of trouble or whatever I think that's kind of wrong because uh, I think that if you steal an apple regardless if you're rich or you're poor you should have the same punishment you know this is how I feel but I think my views kind of started changing after Obama after I found out Obama was not serious about his health care I mean he wanted to push it but he was also trying to pass on the bill to the American people and he did it by lying because you know politicians you know their lips are moving they're lying 
you know, they say one thing, but they do another. Uh, but it, it gets a little bit more complicated than that because, you know, I've, I've actually have been in student government, so I know how this kind of works. It's like you really intently want something for the people, such as health care. Um, however, they might have to pay a little bit of money, you know, like maybe $20, $30 in order to get it. Um, however, then you have an opposing party that says, that's not possible, blah, blah, blah. They have lobbyists they can pay for and stuff. Like, is this going to make health care go through the roof? And there's not going to be enough doctors and blah, 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 blah. And so then Obama's promises, and I, I really do sincerely think that Obama meant well with the whole health care system, which is the reason why it uh, went through as far as it did in the House. So, and it was absolutely a devastating blow when I called up my Obamacare. We, call, we all called it Obamacare back then. Um, not a big deal. I was very proud of that fact that I could actually have affordable health coverage. It wasn't uh, what I thought it was going to be, though, because, you know, I was in my mid-30s at the time. I think I was in mid-30s or so. And I was in my 30s. And... Um, so I call up the healthcare marketplace and my insurance is double what I'm actually paying at my insurance, you know, through my, my, my job. And so I had to say, I reluctantly say, no, I don't need the, you know, the, the, the marketplace health insurance. So I didn't, I didn't get it. But that didn't mean that I didn't believe in Obama's dream. And I was very much the Democrat back then. And just as I had been since the age of 14, and I fought for um, the rights of women, you know, to do what they want to with their bodies. But at the same time, they weren't aborting full fetuses either, like children. Like back then, it was literally cells, and that was something you did at like, you know, I don't know, maybe three weeks or maybe three months, something like that. I mean, that was still kind of questionable. But, you know, at the same time, that's not something I would ever do. It's like what some, what my neighbor did with their own body was their business. And what I did with my body is my business. And it's kind of ironic and it's kind of two-faced to say, go ahead and do what you want to with your body. But, um, you know, as for me and my house or my body, I'm not ever, ever in a million years going to ever, ever, ever have an abortion. But... The thing is, is, is um, I felt like forcing my beliefs on my neighbor, for instance, who decided they were going to have an abortion, was wrong. It's not my place to judge them. It's my place, after they've had an abortion, to comfort them. And, or, you know, if, if they want to ask my opinion about having an abortion, I'm going to tell them I think it's a bad idea. Because I think um, when somebody has an abortion, they've already made that decision. And so it doesn't matter what decision or what, when they ask you, it doesn't really even really matter. Because if they've already decided to have an abortion, they're going to have an abortion before they even ask you, right? But if somebody's asking you if they should have an abortion or not, (laughs) I think the best answer is to say, no, it's a bad idea. Because, um, you know, of course, that's, that's a life and you certainly don't want to be held responsible for that same abortion that happens. So, um, in the eyes of God. So, yes, I am a Christian and I think like a Christian because I think that's the way to go. Um, I think uh, protecting all life matters. 
And even though I didn't feel that way when I was a kid, I, I did, but I, I felt also that it was out of my control what somebody else did with their body. And I'm not, I'm not going to go around promoting, hey, I think that you shouldn't have abortions to my neighbors and such because it's really none of my business. Just like it's none of my business what they do in their bedroom or their houses or at their jobs, etc. Unless, of course, it's uh, unethical, then I might have to say something, right? So, um, as far as this doctor's concerned, though, the one that I actually met with today, she was crazy. She was acting really crazy with me because... There's a Hippocratic Oath that doctors take. And I want to go over that really quickly. So the Hippocratic Oath, there are different sayings because it's an old oath. But um, this definition actually fits it best. Let me see if I can find it here. Okay, so the oath is an ancient ancient pledge of medical ethical conduct. It addresses two important tenets, benefiting the ill and protecting patients against personal and social harm and injustice. Okay, that's the oath. That's what doctors actually take. And, um... So doctors swear to actually uphold this oath um, of ethical standards. And so when you have a government that's actually forcing you to uh, take a COVID-19 vaccination, for instance, they say you will lose your job if you don't take this vaccination because it might actually harm somebody else. We don't have any proof on that, but it might. Well, okay, so they do have a little bit of proof. But if they're also saying that COVID's not an issue right now, Omicron is, then why are they issuing COVID-19 vaccinations? And then better yet, why is the Pfizer CEO stating that um, two vaccinations, two COVID vaccination doses aren't enough for Omicron? So this isn't even protecting you. Even if you get multiple doses, it's not going to protect you. And you have like an 18 or 19 times greater chance of actually getting Omicron over COVID. And whatever actually happened to natural immunity. So once you have it, you don't get it again. This hasn't been the case. And uh, they keep having to reissue the doses of medicine. Now, I, I actually talked to a lady that, um, you know, a while back, about a year or so ago, she got the COVID-19 vaccination. I'm not judging her. If she wants to do it, that's fine. But she ended up with COVID right after she got the uh, COVID-19 vaccination. So she went out and she got it again. Guess what? She came down with COVID again. I think she told me she had COVID three times. And I'm like, wow, that is so surprising. I mean, she had some severe symptoms too. Because if I've had it, well, I certainly didn't have it when I got tested. But I also didn't really experience any symptoms. Um, at least not the times that they said COVID came out. Now, before COVID came out during the summer of, was it 2019? This is before COVID, summer 2019. I did get really sick. And all the COVID symptoms they were talking about in 2020, I thought I was going crazy because they're saying, I, I felt like I was being gaslighted <laughs> too because uh, 
they're saying that uh, uh, COVID came out um, in December of 2019, right? And here I am with COVID symptoms in June or July of 2019. And it was, it was pretty bad. I was pretty sick. I did not go to the hospital. I didn't find it, it any reason to go to the hospital. But um, I, I remember feeling like that was the worst sickness I had ever been through. And I was just glad it was over with. So back to the freaked out doctor that I actually had a deal today. I don't know what else to call her. I, I mean, most doctors I call the good doctor. This one, I can't. I mean, the last time I saw her, she was a good doctor. This time, I just want to call her the paranoid doctor. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's okay in some circles, but I actually got really freaked out during this whole situation. I had to keep telling her, I'm not here to debate you. I'm not here to fight you. I'm not here to argue with you. I'm not here to, you know, accept or deny your opinion. I understand you're just educating the public is something like that has been regurgitated a gazillion times. And I'm telling you, I'd rather die free than with a needle stuck in my arm any day. And unfortunately, if, if you're doing the COVID shots, this is going to be an ongoing basis for you. Um, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people who've gotten the COVID shots aren't going to continue to get the COVID shots. They're going to say this is a bunch of bull honky and they're going to stop it. I know that if I, because I, I, I'm actually a vax person. I do believe there are good vaxes out there. Um, you know, her argument was, was, well, what's the difference between this vaccination and the last vaccination? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Probably the fact that, that somebody from is it Planned Parenthood or something where they were making these vaccinations actually came forward and said, yes, indeed, they are actually using uh, fetal cells. And I, I think that set me off a little bit. That, that left me a little bit unplugged because uh, many Christians don't want to have anything to do with abortions. And the fact that if, they're, if they are actually using fetal cells in that, they're not going to want anything to do with them. If they know that, that uh, some baby, some human being had to die and was subjected for medical experimentation. You know, kind of like what the Jews suffered through. I mean, that means that literally our society has learned nothing from history. And so I'm, I'm really tired of dealing with all these holy, Holocaust deniers um, that um, either have absolutely no compassion for human life or basically have put themselves above that of which is, um, I guess, tolerable. And they, they basically have abused their authority. So basically, we had the wrong people resigning this last year. Police officers, doctors, uh, EMTs, nurses, these people we needed. They were the good people. They, they were forced to resign because of this vaccination. There was no religious exemption whatsoever to save their jobs. Oh, yes. And I, I do have to say what this doctor also said. I'm not going to give her name because I, she doesn't need to get roasted. Okay. She doesn't need to get death threats or anything of this nature. But um, what I'm telling you is true. And no, I'm not going to give her name. But she said, quote, unquote, if these people will not get vaccinated, they deserve to lose their jobs. Okay, I'm dropping the mic. Psh. 
dropping the mic. That's what she said. So basically, these good, ethical, Christian-oriented, or at least uh, ethically-oriented people who actually lost their jobs, they don't deserve to actually be able to financially support themselves or their families. I mean, is she crazy? I mean, everything she was saying, I wish I could actually, I could have actually put a tape recording recorder in there and actually recorded everything that she said. I mean, the the blasphemies that was just spewing out of her mouth was just unbelievable. She was treating me, I have to say though, she was treating me like I was an equal. I actually felt like I was on the, excuse me for that. I felt like I was on an even playing field with a doctor, like, like I could actually see myself becoming a doctor because she brought my status up by arguing with me. That was pretty cool. I liked that. And uh, I, I like that feeling of being called doctor. I'm not one. I'm just a diabetic girl. But um, I think I've always wanted to become a doctor. Um, however, I just don't want to spend a million dollars to become a doctor. So I mean, it's very expensive, right? Um, so I'll just be the diabetic girl and continue the, the diabetes. <laughs> continue my podcast and I'll, I'll, I'll just do it this way. But so I... I got to thank her for putting me on a, an, on a level platform. This would be kind of like arguing with Dr. Fauci or something, you know, like Rand Paul, Dr. Fauci. That'd be kind of interesting too, right? So, um, yeah, I, so I need to thank this doctor for trying to start a fight. I think she was trying to see if I was like psycho. If I was going to like punch a wall or throw a book or, you know, damage a chair or something like that or whatever. I, I know she was scared of me for whatever reason. And I was sitting, sitting down in, in this, the seat. I was sitting down in the blood draw seat because that was the seat that was available for patients, right? See, so I had to sit on that cold seat and think about blood draws and stuff. And it was just, it just creeps me out, but you know, so, um, but in a way she, she left me on there. And then, and then after we agreed to disagree, and I've told her this on several times, I'm like, ma'am, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just here for medications. We're going to have to agree to disagree. She's like, okay, well, let me walk you out. And she did. She walked me out and there was no more argument. I didn't want to argue with her. Never wanted to argue with her. Never in a million years wanted to have that discussion with her. I thought the whole thing was crap. Honestly, Um, I was actually insulted that uh, she would try to force that down my throat and what I also wondered how much she was getting paid to force that crap down my throat because you know and I've already chosen not to accept that and the fact she was trying to force that on me was telling me she cared very little for my life and she's not paying attention to her Hippocratic oath that she took when she became a doctor so I will say it once again the wrong people resigned We have the wrong people in office in the White House. We have the wrong people working in the healthcare system. And we're going to have the wrong people for a while. Unless we can find ways to change it. So unless they can do something at the Supreme Court and try to overturn some of this insanity from some of these mentally ill people in office. And I don't know about you. And I guess I should have had a disclaimer on this. I'm going on a rant. (laughs) My apologies. 
I actually had actually uh, broadcast this earlier, and I did give a warning at the beginning of the uh, podcast that I didn't give on this podcast. I forgot to give the warning. So disclaimer, I'm going on a rant at this point, okay? So if, if you have sensitive ears, you may want to have a friend who doesn't have sensitive ears listen and then actually let you know which parts to skip because <laughs> I certainly don't want to offend anybody. So I, I apologize about giving the disclaimer now. And, you know, 32 minutes in, I'm not going to re-record it and put it at the beginning. Or maybe I will. I don't know. It depends if I can figure that one out. But, okay. So, um, as some of you know, I, I did actually talk about America's Frontline Doctors. They had contacted me. Uh, they have let me know that they're planning on opening, opening clinics all throughout the United States. Um, they're the people that are going to be taking care of people when you have doctors such as one I just mentioned um, reject you for, for care unless you get the shot. So just so you know, there's good doctors out there too, and they're starting their own clinics from what I've heard. Uh, just go to American Frontline Doctors. I, I don't know if it's .org or .com, but um, look them up. Definitely get on their newsletter so that you can get new information from them. And then pray for them, people. Pray for them that nothing bad happens to them because I have a bad suspicion that you're going to start seeing people getting arrested because they won't get the stupid Omicron shot, which probably will not even affect them. Our rights have been stripped away from us. Uh, little by little, it's chipping away at it. And if you if you don't if you need more proof than uh, when we first hit COVID, when they were putting masks on everybody, I mean, at first they were debating this, right? And they didn't want to necessarily do that. Uh, but then it just became a couple of months that they had decided on it. And so everybody agreed to that. And the next thing you know, two years later, they still want us to wear these freaking masks. And I'm ready for the mask burning party. So no, I'm not a violent person by any means. I'm actually pretty... I think they'd call me Zen, I think. You know, just peaceful, right? That is my disposition. But, you know, there's people out there that are really good about finding your triggers and they're going to try to trigger you. Like this doctor was doing. Like, I'd like to call her a good doctor, but she wasn't being a good doctor today. She was being a brat. And um, I don't want to say anything bad about her because she does do a lot of good. She's just scared to death to continue that. But, um, like, if I could foresee the future, I, I, I don't have to look further than what Australia is doing to their people. Um, it's police state over there. And they're forcing a lot of people to do a lot of things that they don't want. And interestingly enough, I mean, Australia used to be where they sent prisoners. And they sent all the bad people, you know, murderers, rapists, killers, whatever. It's like, here's your second chance life. You're just going to do it in the hostile deserts of Australia. Okay, so um, you know, they have since built up a civilization, but they're still treated like criminals. But, you know, they did that here in the U.S. too. Like, they used to send from the U.K., they used to send other criminals to America for that second chance, you know. When they get tired of feeding them in the prison, they're like, oh, you know, let's just go ahead and send them to America let them fend for themselves. Okay, great. So, but I I think they still have it in their heads, for some reason, that generations later, that um, we're not worth it or something. 
And I just find that so ironically funny. I mean, the same people that I actually used to look up to, I find, you know, just by talking to them, how empty, how shallow, how mean, how basically, you know, shells of themselves that they are. All you can do is pray for them. Pray for them that God gives them a heart because I'm thanking God that God gave me the heart that I do have to actually try to help others because not everybody can do it. Not everybody can have a podcast, obviously. Otherwise, I'd be listening to all your podcasts, right? So, um, I'm not saying you guys don't have great hearts. You guys do have great hearts, okay? I love you guys. You're supporting my channel, and I, I really do appreciate that. But I'm telling you, the insanity has got to stop. There's a reason why Rand Paul and other politicians are raking Fauci over the coals. Um... I, I think that um, I think he should be brought to justice. I certainly do not with, wish death on him or anything of that nature. I do not. Um, so please, if I, I really hope that nothing bad happens to him. I, I've heard some pretty vicious things out there, and I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't deserve this, but obviously he's so detached from the actual real truth that um, I would almost call it a mental illness or maybe it is a mental illness because you can't go around changing definitions to suit your needs but some people they think they're above the law and they think that they're above uh, definitions of society and um, the way that they're pushing it and, and here's what's really funny they're not going to win they're not going to win this one because good always conquers evil always and let's say they do win this round they will not win it in the end. We already know that good wins in the end. So with that being said, um, uh, this has been Margaret Copeman Frankowitz. Please be kind to each other because it's a harsh world out there. And I do apologize for uh, talking about sensitive subjects. It's just that I had this actually happen and I actually needed to make sure to let other people know what's going on because... Uh, there are definitely strange things happening and crazy times. So if you pray, please pray to God that things will actually smooth over. And it may get worse before it gets better. Just have faith in God. Have your hope. Have your charity. Don't, if you're a good person, don't change who you are. Continue to be the good person that you are. And be kind to each other if nothing else. So... Um, again, this has been Mark Coleman Frankwitz. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. And until next time, keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. Have a great day.